And I'm Casey. And this is Too Much Film School. This episode, we're going to be talking about the trailer for the upcoming Ridley Scott movie, Prometheus. And don't worry about spoilers, we don't know any more about this movie than you do. Since it's not out, that is true. <laughs> yeah, it started out with, uh, there was a trailer for the trailer. They were like, hey, there's a trailer coming in three days. And then another one that said there's a trailer coming in two days. And then a trailer coming in one day. And then the actual trailer came out. I was looking forward to seeing the trailer. Right. But that's... That's heavy-handed <laughs> in the marketing department slapping you in the face. I realize there's a lot of fanboys and people out there waiting for this, but maybe just give a heads up that this is coming. Like, once. Not even a trailer for the trailer. Not even one trailer for the trailer, let alone three. Just a poster or something saying, hey, this is coming. You know, or a website that says, it's going to happen. Do a press release, like, and then people will get excited. And you let the excitement build naturally. Yeah. Not just like, hey, be excited, ready? You remember? It's in three days. Hey, remember we talked yesterday? <laughs> yeah, that's still happening. Super exciting. <laughs> they had at these trailers, there's 30 seconds of just like grainy footage and like little clips from the movie and then Ridley Scott sort of rambling a little bit about well, epic and epicness and how epically epic this epic is going to be epic. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is that if you're going to do a, a teaser, essentially... Do it, you know, the Dark Knight does these, and a lot of movies will do it. Uh, I Am Legend, I think, had one, you know, where you show, like, two shots from the movie. Or you do a stylized, even not within the movie kind of shot that just ends on the title card, and people go, oh, I'm super excited about that. That piqued my interest without giving me too much. Whereas these were set photography. It's behind-the-scenes shots with them filming, and you can see the camera and the lighting, and then Ridley Scott giving his philosophy on life and rambling, <laughs> which actually is what I've come to expect from him at this stage. He's, he's getting on in years. I think it's really the responsibility of the marketing and PR people to like not put him in front of press cameras that often, because he will just go on forever about everything except even the movie, or things he thinks that are in the movie that probably aren't. Like <laughs> We don't see the motivation about this one character that gives a look from the interviews I've been reading from him recently, like with this and uh, the Blade Runner sequel, sequel maybe prequel that he's been talking about, ever, it looks like these are four and five hour interviews and there is no new information we have at the end. He says, oh yeah, I'm going to be directing it. Maybe. It might be a prequel, but I've been thinking a lot about this time and period and he'll go on forever. He's like, or a sequel. And he just <laughs> throws out what he was done. And I'm like, if I were the reporter, I would be like, which the hell is he? <laughs> It's an honor to talk to you, but you are just rambling. They keep saying that Prometheus is not a prequel or a sequel. It exists within the Alien universe, but it's not a specific prequel. Yet, when you see the trailer, first of all, the, the marketing people aren't stupid. They're like, you totally want to see Alien, regardless of what ramblings of Ridley Scott are. Yeah. You want to see Alien, so we're going to play the same screechy music. We're going to do the weird thing where the letters assemble themselves in slow motion while we're just sort of doing a tracking shot from space. And, and like, we're going to hammer home that this is fucking Aliens, regardless of whether it's called Prometheus Alien or not. The trailer is, is the opposite of everything that Ridley Scott says, where Ridley Scott's trying to distance himself from Alien, and the trailer and the marketing people are just like, Alien, 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 Alien. And, I mean, I would almost be fine with the marketing people's take more so than it's, oh, well, it's in, within the world, but it's not, and... I'm sure he's maybe when he gives these kind of rambling, oblique statements, trying to remember what the marketing people told him not to say and forgetting it. And he really knows what everyone wants to hear, but then he's like, well, I'll tease you with this, but maybe I'm not. And you're like, that now means a lot less, actually. Than <laughs> I now have less information than before you started exactly. talking. Exactly. Uh, so from the trailer, I mean, it 
I mean, it's clearly me. the ship from Alien. Yeah. Crash landing. Yeah. So On the world that I, I don't we know. find it on. So uh, do these characters go inside the ship and find... Uh, and, and just they, they just walk past the egg room? Is that... No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and just don't, you don't get caught by the alien? Maybe. I mean, maybe. It's about the race that's made and is piloting the ship and not the alien, which I believe is well, the well, infects their ship as well. In one of the stupid interviews, he says, I'm surprised no one ever wondered about... The, the pilot from the ship, because they do find the pilot right. in, in Alien. Uh, he's sitting in like a control tower that looks basically like a giant penis because H.R. Geiger, that's right. what he draws. Um, and it's... The thing is, though, is that there's a reason why we never cared. It's because we cared about the aliens. Like, the aliens are the cool part. It's clearly, it's just... The, that's this, their previous victim. Right, like, who, something happened before. Who cares before. about the victim? It, it's a it, it's the same thing like the beginning of every Bond movie he's sort of like finishing a previous mission yeah. and then he goes then the rest of the movie is some other mission like I don't really care who he killed yeah nobody at the beginning directed of the, the Bond movie ever said you know what how come no one wants to see a, a movie entirely about that South American dictator guy without, <laughs> no Bond in it you know I mean it's just about that guy that's not what we're here for. Yeah. Do you remember the movie The Box? Yes. Well, it was Cameron written. Diaz. Yeah, yeah. It was written by Richard Kelly and directed by Richard Kelly, who went to USC. Based on a short story, right? Yeah, the the short story button button. Right. And the short story is basically guy comes up and he's like, you press this button, you get a million bucks, and then someone you don't know dies. And they discuss it and they go on about it. There's a Twilight Zone episode that was based on the same story. Right. And uh, eventually, I think one of them decides to hit the button, and the guy walks away and is like. They're like, what are you going to do with the button? It's like, I'm going to give it to someone you don't know. And that's the end. And Richard Kelly in interviews and stuff, when he's talking about his story, he's like, I always wondered like where that guy was from and like what's going on there. And I was like, no, yeah. it's it's a moral conundrum. And then they fail and they're going to get killed for it. Like, it doesn't really matter who that guy is. And like that short story that I just described, that's the first half hour of the box. And then the next hour is is he's an alien and his face is melting yeah, up. And it's terrible. And I was like, the, we didn't wonder, and you just demonstrated why we didn't wonder. Like, we don't need to know these things. Right. Now, granted, the alien pilot, who they called a space jockey for some reason, at the time that they were filming Alien, right. they called him the space jockey. Maybe you can make a, an interesting story about an alien crash landing for whatever reason, and then humans find this alien. Whatever. That's fine. The fact that it's the same shit from Alien is just sort of weird, or if this is like the origin story in some way that we didn't ever need to know. Like, in Alien, we just need to know it's a scary alien that's eating people and jumps out of your stomach and all that stuff. Right. And I mean, I don't know a lot. I've read, you know, interviews and stuff with uh, Ridley Scott just out of interest from the originals. I don't know a lot about the early production or, you know, the story behind this one. So I could see even the naming. Prometheus's ship they're on? I don't know what the Prometheus refers to. Or oh. I was going to say, is the space jockey Prometheus in that he's bringing fire from the gods? They, I mean, they fire s- being aliens. <laughs> he stole aliens from Olympus, and now he's bringing them. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, going to tie in, but again, with the ramblings of Ridley Scott, who can tell until you actually watch the movie? He says it's about the origins of, of, of humanity or something. I, it's like, tra- does that is it really, or is it really, or is it just aliens? <laughs> uh, setting the trailers for the trailer side, looking at the actual trailer, the trailer itself didn't says, actually have much more footage than the, the well, trailer right. trailers. It was it was also quick shots of they, things. They just took his interviews out and had the turning letters and said they went looking for our beginning, and they may find our end. 
Yeah, something like that. Which and is nowhere nowhere close to in space no one can hear you scream. Right, and you were saying how the letters turning and everything are the same as the original, but for me they were actually really distracting because they're dead center on the screen and there's a lot more of them. Yeah, it's a bigger word than slowly. Alien. <laughs> Alien, the original one, was at the top of the screen and it turns slowly, but you're like, well, at least I can see 80% of the screen still. This one's right in the middle. I'm like, that's distracting. I'm trying to look past that. What is what is going on in the background? There? It like, is a weird... There's... Yeah. There, Shooting stuff, there's, you know, explosions, flamethrowers, I don't know, uh, I couldn't see because words, <laughs> uh, words I couldn't even read yet, and I, yet I knew what it was going to be. Uh, so that was a little annoying, and then, you know, it's the same ship, and they have kind of the bubble-headed space helmets. From the first, yeah. From the first one, and yet you can tell they're not the same, because, like, if you watch the first one, these are actual glass-like fishbowls that they put on their head, and it's kind of gritty, and you're like, yeah, it's a glass dome, but, you know, I don't know, almost utilitarian way and that does look pretty real this one they're like sleek they're a little egg shaped towards the top and it looks like they have like leds all over them and a little maybe info panel and stuff and you're like no you took the original one and then you updated it to you know 2012 it's it's the same problem that the star wars right. prequels had that the, the older technology is now more impressive and not just the technology like uh again with star wars the world like the shots you have of the world, like in the original Star Wars, is you're like, oh, we're we're on a desert planet, and it says what planet it is, but we don't get the zoom in from space down <laughs> into, because those shots weren't going to look good back then. So even the style, like, we see the same ship as in the first one, but here we're seeing it from, like, space, and you see the people moving around, going into it from way up top, and you're like, this shot wouldn't have been in the first one. Like, yeah, in the original, it's a uh, little tiny model and they shot it with a video camera, and then they uh, messed up the tracking so it's all fuzzy and the picture sort of rolls upwards and stuff. And you only sort of see it like over Sigourney Weaver's shoulder as she's right. looking at the video screen. Because they're like, you know what? This is a shitty model, so we're going <laughs> to make it a little hard to see. And then when you watch it in the movie, it's really tense because you're like, holy crap. Uh, we can't see a lot. It's not a security camera. <laughs> it must be scary. Yeah. And that was what everyone lauded about the first one was what you didn't see. You're in space, and yet you feel claustrophobic. You're in these small ships. You've got these dark areas that the alien hides in. It's like Jaws or, you know, anything else where it's, it's scarier what you don't see. And right. Falling back to Hitchcock, you know, type. You get one shot movie. of the alien at the very end of the movie, yeah. and then it sort of looks like a dude in a rubber suit. And then you kick but him out of the airlock. It's, the screaming and everything has been making it so scary that even when you see it, you're like, oh, I'm terrified by all the imaginings I had even about it. Whereas this one, it looks like they're going to fall victim of the, now we can show you everything. <laughs> and you're like, well, that was, that's what you didn't do in the first one. That's kind of what made it great. Even if it was by accident, because the limitations <laughs> of technology, like again, Jaws, they wanted all these cool shark shots, but the thing broke down. So, well, I guess we're just going to have to have POV shots of the shark and scary music. That's a happy accident. Like, good job that that <laughs> thing broke down because it made it a really good movie. And it feels like these hurdles make people make decisions and have to come up with really creative ways. They made a virtue out of necessity. Yes. And the more hurdles that we remove with technology, of like, we can show you everything. It's like, but should we? No one stops to ask that. And I feel like this trailer kind of hinted that it could fall victim to that. The one sort of saving grace is we, I rewatched the Alien original trailer from 79 and that trailer doesn't make any... Like, there's a shot of the egg while the letters alien appear. And then there's just a bunch of stuff happening. And I feel like if I, if I saw that trailer and didn't know anything about Alien, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to... This doesn't tell me anything about this movie. And the Prometheus trailer is similar in that way. So 
maybe it's got a good story. Maybe it's got interesting characters, and maybe it has Michael Fassbender with blonde hair. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to confirm that one. <laughs> that would definitely happen. Maybe. Uh, maybe the incoherence is just them trying to mimic the original trailer, and that it, in the end, it actually it it could still like I'm I'm still have hope that I, this will be a good movie. I agree. I have hope. It just didn't feel like it met all the expectations that were. Around. Which is their, their own fault, because they had a trailer for a trailer for a trailer right. for a trailer. <laughs> so they did hype it up and then didn't deliver. Like They should have seen the trailer and went, you know what, let's not build this up too much. Let's just pique people's interest and let the groundswell do it. And the trailer is, uh, it's it's actually everything that you say in terms of, it doesn't show us anything. Yeah. So like we're imagining this is going to be the best movie ever. So just, you don't have to keep pounding over my head that you haven't told me anything. It, doesn't show us everything, but uh, my reference was to what we do see looks, again, more technologically advanced than the first one. And it reminded me of either the Lost in Space or Pandorum, which, again, are these more, like, modern takes on space and try to present some of the same conundrums of, like, ooh, space madness or these yeah, you know, <laughs> problems you run into out there where you have no one to fall back on. But I feel like even Pandorum, which was better than Lost in Space, kind of spun out of control and yeah. didn't get the motivation. So... It was, Maybe Prometheus will avoid those things, but it, the look they went with reminds me of those. This has the added decades of build-up of Ridley Scott returning the Alien franchise uh, that I think is putting pressure on us. And the, the last good Alien movie we had was honestly in 84. I mean, I, I like the first two. The subsequent... Oh, yeah. The two I mean, other ones weren't good, and then the, the Alien vs. Predators weren't very good. It's, it's become a joke of, of yeah. Freddy vs. Jason level of horror yeah. at, at this point. So uh, this probably won't... Be worse than those. <laughs> but whether it'll reach alien level. And, the, you know, the other thing that, as in terms of how much we hype this up, Ridley Scott is one of those guys, he's done, you know, you can alien Blade Runner sort of inarguable. Right. And then Thelma and Louise, I would put Gladiator up there, but, like, really, if you look at his, his oeuvre, he has not made as many good movies as, like, his People name think. seems to imply. Right. I really like Legend. I think ones where he builds a world out, I think, are the best. He's great at creating kind of these fantasy worlds and filling them out or treating them in a respectful way. I did not like Gladiator as much because it just, it felt like Oscar baiting saccharine stuff. Like it drama, wasn't, it wasn't overly saccharine that I used it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still felt like Oscar whoring. And uh, even looking at it going, oh, it's really Scott. I know he creates these worlds and this is a perfect opportunity. The fact that we get these sweeping shots of the Coliseum coming in and it's just computer generated. I went, really? I mean, stuff from Legend or, you know, your model days look better than this. Are you just like, oh, we don't have time. You, they can do it in a computer now, right? I'm moving on. Next movie, Black Hawk Down. <laughs> I'm going to wrap up some stuff. It's been a long time since he's made a, a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, if you take Gladiator out of that list, then we're going back to the 80s. It was the last time he made a good movie. So, Well, he made a great movie. I think even Black Hawk Down was good for different reasons and... Thelma and Louise was a totally different movie, but still good for right. its time and place. Neither of those really feel like... I forgot that he made Black Hawk Down. He seems to try different things, which is respectable, but yeah. people really want him to be the epic the visual sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, damn so. it, why can't he do what we want? <laughs> Obey our whims. <laughs> yeah. So really, my main critique of him is he does not do exactly as I want. <laughs> he should, he should uh, follow our bidding. Um, I think this trailer has promise. So uh, it definitely didn't make me think, oh, this is bullcrap. This movie's yeah, not going I'm there. still going to see it. It was just worrying for the level of hype they put around it, and then the payoff was not as much as the hype. Uh, well, that's it for uh, this episode. Tune in next time for our next uh, long movie episode.